Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Film Universe. I'm your host, Ian Vega. Today's topic, we're going to talk about, well, a movie that recently came out known as Isle of Dogs by Wes Anderson. So, a lot of people are really praising this movie for being visually amazing and the story, how great it is, and so forth and so forth. And don't get me wrong, the visuals for this film is amazing. The stop motion, the worlds that Wes Anderson created was spot on and actually really great. And the cast of of people who were in this film, marvelous. Like, it's so amazing how you have all these talented um, actors playing characters in this stop motion animated film. And really... It's it's honestly surprising to to see how they how Wes Anderson assembled this group of people to star in his film. So there's something I want to address. As you can tell by the title, "Show Don't Tell." Now, the reason why I'm saying this because. A lot of films, right, and I've, I think every filmmaker has heard this once or maybe, I don't know, 500,000 times in their life. But the truth of the matter is, we've all heard this once or as many times, whatever. But it's something that's very crucial in a film, regardless of how many years as a filmmaker you've been. And it's one of the most vital things you got to be cautious about. Because it just downgrades the film, really. It makes it uninteresting and kind of makes you feel like you're watching a Sesame Street video where you have to be told everything of what's going on instead of using your imagination. Now, hmm. Hmm. Sorry, I was just eating a banana, but... So, yeah. Let's start with the movie, right? The basic plot of it. What's it about? Well, it's about a boy named Atari. Oh, and spoiler alerts, people. So the movie's about a boy named Atari, right? Who's was trying to look for his dog. The reason why he's looking for his dog is because Japan has now decided that all dogs should be banned on a, tra- on a trash island because there is a disease going on with them that they're spreading, causing massive illnesses to all the citizens in Japan. Um, that's kind of creative. That's kind of good. And yeah, I thought it was pretty good that, well, they were t- um, giving us the backstory about it. But that's the thing, though. They tell you. Why not just show it visually without saying anything instead of narration? You have a dog open the film talking about the history of what happened, but why can't you just give it out without saying a word? Wouldn't it be much better for us to imagine it and think for ourselves instead of telling us what to think? And this comes a lot, especially for a Wes Anderson film, which is honestly surprising. So, there's that, really. So we go on, and now dogs, from as time went by, dogs have now moved, are in a trash island, right? So, you have a group of dogs, which honestly, can't, you can't even remember their names, but, well, let me try to re- rethink it, really. One is called King, and, well, I just can't remember, really. But, besides that, 
they are scavengers and of course because well obviously they're fucking dogs looking for food and they're all breed up and stray right so we have all these dogs who are trying to survive trying to live another day and we have these dogs right have a very uh, simple characteristics to them now a couple of them talk about their story about how they enjoyed their time being a dog owner um, enjoyed being with a dog owner one was part of a family they've all give out their history and so forth but they keep again they keep explaining it why not just show it so we have that going on but there's one dog in particular that, that, that really doesn't find himself interested in humans at all. In fact, he doesn't really like them because he didn't, he grew up as a stray dog, as what we seem to have believed in the beginning. So what else can we, what else can be told about the film? Well, while these dogs are on their, having their good time in the island, a plane crashes by and well, a little boy named Atari, which, you know, he, it's just random, who's the nephew, or half-nephew, if you want to put it, of the mayor of Japan, right? Who gave the call of banning all dogs. So while that's going on, his mission is to look for his dog named Spot. Or Spike, Spot, whichever. So, that transpires, right? Now, the thing about it really is this. The dogs under don't understand him because he speaks only Japanese. But, for some reason, the boy can speak dog. Like, he could, he could understand them. Which is kind of confusing, really. They, can under, they don't understand him, but he can understand them. And if so, is it... Do dogs talk in this world? Can all humans understand them? We don't really know. Again, maybe this is just me going overhead on a, a movie about dog talking dogs. But again, it's, we don't have no explanation. And not only that, but speaking of the Japanese language, I'm very confused in how you have no translation or anything really for the boy we don't know what he's saying we don't know what he's thinking that much we know he just wants his dog and well that's pretty much it he's just i want my dog we don't really i don't really get into him because he's just bland he's just a bland character that doesn't really make me care about him trying to find this dog he's just i want my dog i want my dog that's it we don't really know him that much well, we do kind of know something about him, but we just know his little backstory that his dog was supposed to protect him. And that's it, really. So, what else is to say? So their journey right now is to search for the boy's dog. And that's it. They search around the boys for the boy's dog, and that's what the whole premise of the film is. But meanwhile, while that's going on, there's an activist group who are trying to show the world that dogs are innocent. That dogs are by far the most cutest characters. We have this character, right? 
called, and I'm hoping I'm getting this character right. <laughs> Her name is Tracy Walker. She's an, a, a foreign exchange student from Ohio. With a very, which I'll give to Wesley, I understand, has a very unique style because she, you don't really see that many Caucasian characters with giant blonde afros unless you're watching Bobo Bo. So her thing is that she wants to show the world that dogs, well, to Japan, that dogs are innocent, that we shouldn't run them. But while that's going on, Professor Wanabe, voiced by Akira Ito, and the assistant scientist Yoko Ono, voiced by Yoko Ono, <laughs> are trying to work on a formula that can cure all the dog's diseases so they can be much healthier and cause the illness of the dog flu, let's just call it dog flu, to be gone. So that's pretty much it. And that has this very propaganda feel to it. Of like, in a, in a, in a sense, it has like this 1984 sense of, you know, Big Brother kind of sense watching. And I kind of get that feel when it, every time they show the, the mayor, uh, Mayor Kobayashi, voiced by Kunichi uh, Nomura, Every time you see Mayor Konobashi, you have this Big Brother's watching you type of feel. Because every time we see him, his face is close up. I'll give Wes Anderson that. It's very spot on because it shows power and depth for the character's size. We know how strong he is because of the size the camera points him to. Which is really great and spot on. So while that's going on, Chief uh, Atari Rex King Boston Duke um, are all... Go, uh, looking for this dog. And by the way, from earlier I wanted to say, um, Chief is voiced by Brian Cranston, which was very surprising. Atari is named by Koya Rannick, who I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it. Rex is voiced by Edward Norton, which is a very surprising role. King is voiced by Bob Boblin. Boss is voiced by Bill Murray, which is surprising, really, if you think about it. And Duke is, nef is um, voiced after Jeff Goldblum. Again, very surprising crew if you think about it. So while that's going on, there have there's this whole side story of Chief revealing his past. Again, we we come again to him just telling the story instead of having a flat instead of having a flashback or a cut to his past. Why do we have to see hear him say it instead of well watching it? And to be fair, a lot of people might argue. Well, what about like the time it takes to do the backstory or is the backstory what really necessary but that's the thing though if the backstory for this character is much needed to show his character arc because again he starts off as a character who hates fucking humans well in a sense we kind of do need the backstory but we don't need it to be told to us we need it to be shown to us and for those who've seen the movie well you know what backstory it is we should see the backstory instead of hearing it. It would have been much better for us. So what else is there for, uh, for us to see? Well, while that's going on, Chief and Atari are having this special bond. They get split up from the group of dogs after an accident, and, well, Atari has a little bounty on his head. Yeah, Mayor Kobayashi has this bounty that he wants his nephew back, and he'll use any measures to get him back. Even sending his people and giant mechanical dogs to fight and kill everything. Which is kind of funny if you think about it, but also kind of weird. 
while that's going on, uh, we have uh, Tracy Walker doing these audios and forming a group, which she's also, like, again, trying to form this anarchy group to fight against Mary Kobayashi's dictatorship, in a sense. Now, a lot of people have this backlash about the boy who is portrayed as the hacker. A lot of people say it has a very Asian stereotypical look to it. I'm not here to say anything about it, but I'm here to just address that about people having argument, um, harshness about it. So while during, so while Chief and Atari are on their own, they start having a little bonding moment together, where Chief is starting to act like more doggish or more having more empathy for um, Atari. They have this father-son type of relationship, but Chief is basically the type of dog where he doesn't give a fuck, but later on he kind of does. So while that's going on, we see it's revealed that, oh, they, um, Atari's being much nicer to Chief, and he's being much nicer to him, and then he gets a bath, and then, well, his color changes from black to white. And then we, the audience is tricked that, wait, Chief is the dog that Atari's looking for, but not exactly. The nose, different color. So while that's going on, Mayor Kobayashi poisons uh, the professor with wasabi. And, well, Tracy Walker has a bar scene meeting with the scientist's assistant. And while that's going on, she's trying to get the formula, current her, and etc. so forth. So, that's pretty okay, I guess. But again, the visuals want to say something about it. Amazing. But there's something about the visuals they want to address. Well, actually, no, not just that. There's a specific scene where we see a bunch of cats everywhere. So while I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to do something with the cats. That's good. We we hear this thing of like, oh, Mary Kobayashi's a cat person. His whole family's been a cat person. Well, we never get anything about the cats. They just... Throw it in everywhere. You see it in murals, them in photos, and photos. Hell, even when they're on TV in their world, every person in the family is holding a cat. But we never get anything as the cats are like the antagonist. It was a missed opportunity. I mean, wouldn't it be good a good idea if the cats were the ones who were blaming the dogs for the illness? What if it was them this whole time? Could you imagine what that would have been like for the film? But it was a missed opportunity. It would have been such a twist, but yet it would have had its hidden filters. Because people, it's hidden um, uh, points to it because everyone's paying attention to the story, but not about the cats. It was the only one paying attention to the cats, and it was a missed opportunity that they could have made. So I'm going to fast forward to it. Um, again, we... And we go, they find Spot. Um, he doesn't want to go back because he started a family because they, he formed a pact with the dogs who are supposedly car- um, carnivores or savages in a sense, but they're really not. They did eat one dog, but he was dead. So he has a life on his own. He has a wife, dog, and he's about to have puppies. We hear uh, Brian Cranston call this dog a son of a bitch, which got me, la- which had me laughing because it's a dog, a bitch. 
So that was kind of funny. It's revealed that Chief and the Daw and Spot are brothers from the same mother, and Chief is was basically the runt of the group. So now, later on, Spot has been passed on to Chief, but it's a race because now, Mayor Kobayashi's gonna poison all the dogs in the trash island after having them in a in a prison together. Like, a concentration camp type of way, but it wasn't really like that. It's just they had them all together in one area and they were gonna poison them. Which is not the best comparison, but again, I'm going by this. So, not only that, but yeah, this goes on, and while that, um, and again, no, no disrespect for that comparison. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I mean, no disrespect. No. But um, it's a race, and then it, they, Atari and she, uh, Chief, come, and then, well, Tracy. Ignites the dog with the serum and they're all healed and then it's revealed that oh dogs are good now Then we have this dog revolution and then Well, we go to the end and then Atari's now the mayor which Okay, we're gonna make a 14 year old boy the mayor of Japan Whatever the fuck and then Tracy and Atari fall in love, but wait, 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 wait. Tracy and Atari fall in love where? How do we how? Um, it, again, that was another point that was that I've made. What's the point of having a love story between Tracy and Atari? It's revealed. Even Tracy admits that she has a crush on Atari. But why? It's so random. And Tracy's honestly a forgettable character. I mean, yeah, she helps him out. But does it really mean a love story for the two of them? We don't really see them kiss. But we do see them together in, one, in the final credits. And again, why? They had no build-up to it. There was no... They don't really know each other. You don't even get a scene of them talking together during the, well, middle of the film, before the end. So it was completely random and unnecessary to have a love story for him. But again, I mean, again, people have their different opinions. So, I mean, that's the, pretty much it, the movie. Um, Spawn um, is alive. He's half cyborg, and for those who've seen it... He pretty much, yeah, he sacrificing himself for Atari during a fight with a mechanical dog. And to also save Mary Kobayashi, who's also turned a baby face. But his partner's kind of a dick. So, yeah. Anyway, people are arrested, even Mary Kobayashi. And he does a kidney transplant to save Atari because he almost died. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, if you have any thoughts about Isle of Dogs, give it on. But for me, eh, I didn't think it was that good. Anyway... Leave your com uh send me your comments on Twitter and yeah. This has been another episode of Film Universe and I'll catch you next time.